focusing on an emerging generation of kings. All right, so let's start with Ezekiel 16. Ezekiel 16, 1 to 6, I have seven solid points to share. I'm trusting God to share the first three or four in the first service and the remaining three or four in the second service. Ezekiel chapter 16, let's take it from verse 1 through 6. I will read that alone for time's sake, but we might read verse 6 together and then we'll go to the next reading, which is John chapter 10, verse 10. Again, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, cause Jerusalem to know her abominations and say, thus says the Lord God to Jerusalem, your birth and your nativity are from the land of Canaan. The land of Canaan. Your father was an Amorite and your mother a Hittite. These are heathen nations. In other words, when we check your ancestry, when we check your lineage, when we check where you're coming from, we can see some Amorites and some Hittite tendencies. Look at your neighbor say, I know you are now Jerusalem. But there are some Amorites tendencies in your past. Say there are some Hittites. You know, the root word for Hittite is heat. You've had some heat. You've taken a heat somewhere. Some of you have been heat men, heat in the wrong places. Uh, look at somebody and say, I'm not sure, but, but in my pastor might be talking about you this morning. Shale, I know you look all glamorous and all glammed up, but there's some Amorite tendencies. Because the root for Amorite is Amor. Amor is but. Shubon. That means that you're all good, but if we were to trace your past, marvelous and common is good to see you this morning. If we were to trace your past, there are some Amoish things about your past. <laughs> There's some ammo, some ammunition in your past. It says, look at this. As for your nativity, on the day you were born... Your navel, umbilical cord, your navel cord was not cut, nor were you washed in water to cleanse you. You were not rubbed with salt, not wrapped in swaddling clothes, nor I pitied you to do any of those things for you, to have compassion on you, but you were thrown out into the open field. Somebody feels like that. Like in my past or your past or your upbringing, you are just thrown into the open field. Maybe you grew up without your dad or without your mom. Or you grew up with your dad, but it was as good as not having a dad. Or you grew up with your mom and your mom told you stories about everybody else but didn't show you who you were. So you felt you were thrown in an open field. In an open field, no barricades, no safeguards. Nobody was watching over your soul. No prophetic guide or surveillance. No intercessory oversight. No tutorial capacity. No mentorship. You had to learn things by yourself. Your first exposure to SEX was us experiments you you had a whole lot of mistakes that you made look at somebody say now that you're looking this way i feel like this message is really for you <laughs> thrown in an open field now if you don't feel like any of those examples <laughs> represent you if you are a nigerian you were thrown in an open field For being in Nigeria, Nigeria is such an open field that invaders can come in and go out at will. And they say they are not terrorists. They are just bandits. Open field. So in America, you know, you read all those American stories or read motivational books or attend conferences. Someone say I started a business and generated $100,000 within 12 months. And you're inspired, you're on fire. You will follow exactly the same steps inside that motivational book. 100,000 naira you might not make. Why? In America, 
There are parameters, structures, systems, logistic distribution. So that when you produce a product, you don't have to be the one to seal it, package it, market it, do the logistics behind it. Is somebody following this? There's a value chain that is already in existence. In America, when you write a book, you're not the person who's going to publish and paint and do all of those kind of things. In Nigeria, you're trying to do all of that. They say there's a dollar limit. You can't spend more than $100 a month from your card. They use back on a VPN to open a wallet. Then they shock you. The few hundreds of dollars you have there, they lock it up. Look at somebody say open field. Your PayPal account, they lock it. With the $1,000 or pounds that you have inside. Open field. In an open field. But God is a God who does not despise people on the open field. He said, when you were loath on the day you were born, you were thrown out there. Do you know there's so many people who have brilliant and amazing ideas in Nigeria who are struggling, not because the ideas are not there, but because they are in an open field where they are wild beasts. Next verse, give it to me real quick. And when I passed by you, what did I do? I saw you struggling. Who feels like this is a story that they've lived through at some point in their lives? Oh, come on, somebody give me a witness. Anybody ever struggled in your own blood? Anybody ever struggled to pay some bills? Anybody ever struggled to keep some staff on their salary? Anybody ever struggled in a relationship? Anybody ever struggled with some sexual challenges? Anybody ever struggled to finish the Bible in one year? This is the fourth year where like I must finish reading the Bible in 12 months. You start out strong. By February 16, you are already owing two weeks. <laughs> By April, you are still in the region for February. By May, you said the race is not to the Swifts. Neither is the battle to the strong. <laughs> Struggling. Struggling to save money. So pastor says structure, structure, 20%, 10%, God portion. So let me start. <laughs> then you start. Then you start again. Next month. By March, otaku, otaku, otaku. Even though you don't live in otaku. Nabuja. Right? Struggling in your blood. Anybody struggled before? The message I want to preach this morning is for people who understand struggle and are tired of living within the borders of it. Oh, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the person I was sent to this morning is ready for the message. I said the message this morning is to move somebody from the realm of struggling to the realm of living. How do I know that struggling is not life? He said, when I saw you struggling in your own blood, I said to you in your blood, leave. That means as long as you're struggling, you are not living as God intended. Your soul is stretched to capacity. Every day is anguish. And you try your best. You try your best. You really push hard. You put things together. You deny yourself. But how come things don't seem to be working? How come everything seems to be a struggle? How come? Well, I come to prophesy this morning to somebody. To say to you, the year 2022 will be the year of minimal struggle and maximum leaving you are not going to find yourself suffocating in your own blood you're going to find yourself living by the blood of Jesus your blood is too cheap to sustain the quality of life God has for you 
Some of you didn't get that. Because if your blood could sustain you, you would have lived in your own blood. So they say hustle, hustle culture, blood, sweat, and tears. Question, whose blood? So hustling your blood is to die by installments. To work by his blood is to live your best life. So the premise for the life we're talking about is not, ah, blood must flow. Let me shed blood. Let me push harder. No. It starts with whose words are when I passed by. I saw you struggling. You were really trying hard. But something about the nation you were born in, something about the culture you were raised in, something about the family you were brought through, something about the history that you endured, something about your Hittite father and your Amorite mother, something about the complications of your past, something about your mentality, something about the oppression and the abuse, the weaknesses and the challenges, something about that threw you into the life of struggle. So they say Lagos is one of the top five most stressful cities to live in. Is what? In the world. It's supposed to be number one or what? <laughs> Two. Do you know the other cities in, on that list? They are war-torn areas. Almost all the other cities. In other words, when you are in Lagos, now war. Struggle. Wake up 4 a.m. Oh, can we talk this morning? Oh, Dr. Toby is here this morning. Can, can we talk? Is it, is it true that Lagos is so tense that some people are carrying diseases in progress without knowing? By the way, in the course of this month, we're going to do a, a health check for as many people as are willing to do that in the house. Oh, you guys are not excited about it. We'll have a midweek service. We're going to get some medical experts, do some medical talks, and do some basic checks. Because some of you have never checked your blood pressure before, before, before in this whole world. The last time you did it was when you had to do medical checkup for FGC Odo Bolu. <laughs> and, and then you did not do it. Your uncle had to just wrote 118 over 98. Oh, no, man. I say, I cannot be tense. See, many people who don't know they can be tense eventually become past tense. Struggle! Have you seen people in Lagos? I will cut off your head. I will curse you for 600 years. Hey, imagine that level of course. See, I will curse you for 600 years. It's not coming from hell. It's coming from stress. How do you get spontaneously creative? Your blood pressure must be high. 600. I mean, let's just think about it. In other words, this curse will outlast you in the grave. As you, And some people don't know their telltale signs of stress and tension. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What is so good about this morning? You enter into a place, you want to buy stuff. And the first thing, what, do you, what are you looking for? <laughs> what do you want? Are you for real? Look at somebody shall leave. Please help me get out of your seat and look for three people. Tell them, move from struggling to living. Bloodshot eyes. They say no, me, me, me. Bloodshot eyes. You notice your heart is beating extra fat. This is excitement. Some people have become so used to the stress that when they feel calm, they feel something is wrong. 
So, many people are going to Abuja now and they feel Abuja is eternal life, paradise. So, life can be normal like this. Governor B is here this morning, right? Let's celebrate Governor B. It's amazing. Great having you and Kane this morning. Can we celebrate them? Come on, come on. Loving them. Somebody shout this year, I am living. So we're starting the series called Live L-I-V. And it's an acronym, or it's good to see you this morning. It's an acronym for living in view of eternity. So I will speak about different things, including the longevity of life, the perpetuity of life. In other words, the eternal dimension of life. But I'm going to speak a whole lot more about life here on earth through the prism of God. God is the author of life, so there is a way he wants life to be. And in our text this morning, the primary text this morning, he said, when I saw you struggling in your own blood, I said to you in your blood, what? Shout it louder. Shout it louder. In other words, you are so bloodied. Everything in your life looks bloody. Bloody, bloody, and everything is fight. You must shed blood. God said that's not the way to live. So I have a higher way to live. Bloody Samaritan. <laughs> it's a, it's a, I've got to show you a better way to live. And guess what? Before I relocate you from your blood, whilst you're in that mess, I'm speaking life into you. There is somebody who's in a bloody mess. Pardon my language this morning. Who's in a bloody mess? Whilst everybody's shouting heavy harvest and all, you're so distracted because you're carrying the burden of millions of dollars. Millions, millions of dollars, I'll pray for you. Millions of naira in deficits. Millions of, you're, on, you're in a bloody mess, but I speak to you, leave. There are people here, you know there's a part of your body that needs divine repair. An organ that is not functioning the way it should. I speak to you, live in the name of Jesus. Oh, there are people here who have not been able to sleep well for the last three days or three weeks or even three months. For some of you, more than a year. I speak to you, live in the name of Jesus. Whatever represents the struggle in your life, I speak life into you. I speak life into you. I proclaim you are living. I spoke to you in your blood. Live. What are some of the signs of living things? Many of you remember in school, Mr. Niger D. So let's go through that quickly. I want to teach exhaustively and now just touch it. Number one, the M there, M there is movement. So to leave means that you get to move. Move. Some people have stopped leaving and here is how we know they've stopped leaving. Because they've stopped moving. So there are people who have been in the same organization. There's nothing wrong with that. You can leave, you can work in an organization for 20, 30 years. In fact, some of the wealthiest people in the world devoted their lives. Uh, devoted their lives to an organization and then they moved on over and over from one level of that organization to another. But there are some of you who have been in the same place for years and years and years and years. The same place and you are not moving. Look at somebody say, are you really leaving? In other words, if you are in one organization and you're really alive, if you are not even moving out of that place, you move upwards in that place. If you're not moving upwards, you move forward. If you're not moving forward, you should move around and occupy more space. So one of the first signs of life is movement. Whilst Jesus was in the womb of Mary, the word says that Mary and Elizabeth, they met and as they saluted and greeted, guess what? The baby leaped, which means that life does not start outside the womb, it starts inside the womb. 
What it means is that you don't wait for the prophecy to be born. Once the seed is in your heart, if it's living, it should move you. That is why I'm generally concerned about people who come to gatherings and they don't move at all. They are seated there during opening prayer. They are seated there during praise and worship. They are looking at their phones during transition prayers. No movement at all. Sometimes I get suspicious. Are they really alive? Of course, everybody needs the moment of solitude and reflection. And not every time you shout, but not every time you look as if there is no life on the inside of you. I wanted to please, I'm going to punch your neighbor. Jeff, Jeff, Gently, gently, no, don't punch them. Just, just nudge your neighbor a little bit and say, I want to see you move in this year. Please help me leave your seat and look for that person that's always doing Pascal Tobito. Standing in one corner. Tell the person, I want to see you moving this year. Go and look for that person. Always punching their phone. Tell them, I want to see you. Go, go. I want to see you moving this year. I know that you're still in that organization and you, and you believe you're supposed to be there, but please move. Someone says, oh, they've not, they've not increased my salary. Can you imagine? They're very wicked in this organization. They've not increased my salary. Well, maybe because you've not moved to a point where they can be moved to move your salary. Can we just be honest this morning? Because half the time you're on social media, the other half the time you're on live media, the other half the time you are using the environment to do your own business. This sounds like the aftermath of Occupy. Look at somebody say move. Shout aloud and say move. The Bible says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about. The word moved. The word moved. Paul said, pray for us that the word of God may move swiftly. The word moves. Genesis chapter 1, God made heaven and earth. Earth was formless and void. And the spirit of God moved over the face of the waters. Are you moving already? Or did you spend the entirety of yesterday in bed? Have you noticed how quickly the 2nd of January comes? Have you noticed? Look at some say, move that body, move, move that body. Get out of bed, hit the treadmill, lift the dumbbells, do your push up. Move, 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 move. Sir, move. Move out of your seat. Look for somebody to say, move. Please listen to this. You can never reap a harvest just standing in one spot of the farm. God wants you to move. So look at everybody God used in the Bible. He moved them from one place to another. And as he led them about, he won the nation saying, Do not touch my anointed. Do my prophet know. As they moved. Some people are staying in one place say, touch them, I anointed. Nobody even wants to touch you in the first place. Because you've not moved anywhere. There are some scriptures that are not relevant in your life until you start moving. Speed is reserved for movers. You don't need speed when you're standing in one place. And we can never discover how fast you can go by standing in one place. You don't need speech to stand. But is there anyone? By the way, waiting on God does not mean you are, ir you are immobile. He said, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. What will they do? What will they do? One of the lies of the new declaration, I spread with speed. What do they do? They mount up with wings. 
They're going to run. They're not going to be weary. They're going to walk. They're not going to faint. Move number two, respiration. Respiration means you're breathing in, you're breathing out. It's a sign of life. In other words, there is no life without breathing. And breathing is not a one-way thing. Breathing is not just... Listen, please. If everything in your life is... P-Dams, you're inspiring me. LT, you're inspiring me. Mr. Shea is such an inspiration. That means you are breathing in our air, but you are not exhaling. Everybody's inspiring you. Who are you inspiring? Oh, can I talk? Can you give me some more power on the monitors? Who are you inspiring? Look at somebody. Say yes. P-Dams is an inspiration. But who are you inspiring? Because breathing is not just inhalation, it's exhalation. Yes, oh, Uche, you're just an amazing inspiration. See the way you play. Uche says, oh, thank you for telling me about how much I play. But you, you play with your life. Movement is not enough. As a matter of fact, your respiration will determine how far you can move. So your movement in life is based on who's inspiring you and who are you inspiring. A body that is struggling to breathe will struggle to move. The Holy Spirit is the inspiration of the church. There's a spirit in man and the breath of God Gives him understand. So the Holy Spirit inspires our movement. This is the reason, does no matter how big and massive a ministry is, if there is no ongoing work of the Holy Spirit, they are not really moving. Even if they are in permanent sites, it's temporary. And one of the ways in which you understand that is the quality of the worship experience. So this year, when we're doing prison worship, that's not the time for you to be looking at your phone. Or analyzing Tino, but we'll let's celebrate Tino for leading us so powerful this morning. <laughs> and you're analyzing the band. Hmm, this thing is getting better these days. Hmm. Hmm. You focus on your God. That's a moment of inspiration. If you don't know the lyrics of the song, your spirit knows the lyrics of the sound. So digital board or digital screen is sort of off. That does not mean your spirit should not be on. Respiration. That's the ruach. Somebody shout, I breathe. Number three, nutrition. You can eat. Have you noticed that when you're not feeling so good, it affects your ability to eat? A loss of appetite could be an indication of spiritual ailments. A loss of appetite is connected to sickness physically. Similarly, a loss of appetite for the things of the spirit could be indicative of a spiritual illness. Oh, I don't feel like reading my Bible. Ah, fever in Wale. Irewesi. Because there's no iresi. At Kiresi, Missy. Irewesi means weariness. Irresi means rise. Kirisi means, so just, just put it together. If you don't get it, see me after service. I'll, I'll devote a minute to break it down for you. <laughs> Nutrition. Please, whether you get on a Bible a year plan or a chapter a day plan or three chapters a day plan, have a plan for your spiritual nutrition this year. Don't outsource your feeding. You are an adult. Did that one enter for you? So like entered for you because I saw the look at your face. 
feed me, feed me. Send me a word. Give me a word. What's the Lord saying? Prophesy. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. It's okay to have the prophecies from other believers as a supplement. As an additive, as an add-on, as spice. Confirmatory evidence or a broadening of an initial deposit. But not more than 20 or 30% of prophecies that come into your life should be a surprise. Not more than 20 or 30%. The surprise should be the exactitude of the accuracy. So for example, Minister Tocha was saying to me on, on Friday, that was what you were telling me, right? That she had received the word for me, when was it? That afternoon, she, do, do you have it there? Do you have it written somewhere? Because she, she showed me the stuff. That afternoon, guess what the word was? Amos 9.13, which is our anchor scripture. That's the spirit of prophecy at work. But I'm not like, eh, are you serious? Oh my God. The surprise is that she got exactly the same scripture. Do you understand? Look at your neighbor. Say, how was your feeding last year? How was your feeding? How many of you have noticed this? How many of you have noticed this? That many times when you don't eat solid food, you want to keep snacking on ikbekere and... Pardon? Marco biscuits. Anybody knows Marco biscuits? So you are nibbling on this vlog and pinching on this Instagram live and smelling from this other camp meeting and conference because you are not eating the solid meal in your local church and in your private space. God's primary sources of feeding you is the word in your private space and the word in your local church. He said, I will give you pastors. Jeremiah 3.15, project that. Jeremiah 3.15. I will give you pastors after my heart, shepherds, who will feed you. He didn't say, I will give you itinerant ministers who will feed you. I will give you powerful revivalists. He said, I will give you shepherds. Another one says pastors, if you can find the one that says pastors. Because pastor actually means shepherd. Past pastors connected to pasture pasture do you see pastoral pastoral so a pastor is the person who shows you your pasture and not every green grass is your pasture your pasture contains the nutritional requirements you need per time look at what it says in then in the final time i will give you spiritual shepherds by the final time, talking about the age of the church. After my own heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Nutrition. Need to move. What's the first thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? What's the next thing? Irritability. Oh, amazing students. You all remember that. Put your hands together for yourselves. See what they got. Okay. Oh, is it there already? <laughs> this, is the re this is the way God will give you expo this year. People will say, oh, you're so smart. They won't know God give you expo. You will deliver the contract just the way they like it. You will use the brand colors in your proposal without even knowing that's what's happening. See that? <laughs> Irritability, which is the ability to respond to stimuli. So when you're being stimulated or nudged by God, if you have a lifeless body, lifeless body, you're not lifeless in Jesus' name. Lifeless body, you tap it, it cannot move. You twist the ear, you cannot, you cannot hear. Pinocchio. Pom, pom, pom. It cannot pin. Even if it's on Pinterest, it has no pin on any interest. Right? It's dead. This year, please, don't be that person who is corrected and does not respond. 
don't be that person. You sense it. See, every child of God senses divine instructions. Live there now. Don't go out today. Keep quiet. You cannot win this argument. Say, no, I'm victorious in Christ Jesus. I must let them know that I'm the winner. I used to win debates in... The angels will just be looking at <laughs> Then angels will now bring history books. This thing was since before 1653. <laughs> See the way it ended. So as soon as there was another one in 1407. They have books. They have records. If you don't trust the Holy Spirit, even if you were not to trust the Holy Spirit, because it's the spirit of God. Trust him because he has more data than you. So he can synthesize and analyze the data and make projections. And tell you this is the outcome of this combination of imputes. So even just from an intelligent premise, God should be trusted. Except you are not intelligent enough to know that there is actually God. You know, some people think that because they're intelligent, there's no God. If you don't know there's God, the Bible calls you, the Bible says that you are that person who makes that word relevant. You give a word the ability to manifest its purpose. It's a four-letter word. It's an F word, but it's not that kind of F. The fool says, where? And there's no God. What's the G? What's the G? Growth. This is not the year to be stuck in book two of Master Life by the end of the year. Should I prophesy? Every cycle and pattern of writing and repeating Master Life exams as if it's icon will break it in the name of Jesus. Somebody, I can't remember who said that person is not very nice or was not nice at the depends on the way some people are going. Coming around now, we'll meet people in master life. Was it Dami who said it? Dami, don't let that prophecy come to pass in your life. Don't be the first partaker. <laughs> grow, somebody shall grow. Please help me look for three people. Get out of your seat and preach to them. Say, grow, 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 grow. This year, don't be a problem. Solve a problem. Don't be a problem. Solve a problem. Don't be the challenge. Solve. Somebody shout, don't be a problem. Be a problem solver. Say, don't be a problem. Solve the problem. Give God praise in advance for all the problems you will solve this year. Grow. God wants us to grow. If you read that chapter, Ezekiel 16, for times like I can't go there now. But a few verses later, he said that you grew. You came to full bloom. And spoke about your mammary glands coming out. It was a time of love. He said, I took you in. I spread my, my skirt over you. In other words, you grew up to a level where I could relate with you on an intimate basis. So when I saw you in your blood, you were this little baby about to die. I could not share my own problems with you. See, God doesn't just want to share solutions with you. He wants to share his burdens with you. Children only throw their burdens on God. Adults take on the burdens of God. So you see the prophets, the burden of the word of the Lord. Paul said, I labor 
till Christ is performed. I'm carrying the burdens of God. The sign of growth is not how lyrically accurate you are, how eloquent or pristine, charismatic and intelligent you are. The sign of growth is what are you carrying in the scheme of your operation? What load can we trust you with? That's why the Bible says, let those who are strong bear the burdens of those who are weak. What's it saying to you? That strength is not for show. Strength is for support. What can we throw at you and not have to supervise you? Because for some of you, when we give you work, it's as good as us doing it ourselves. And if the harvest will be heavy, someone say heavy. Say heavy. Where's Mazimbon who's not here? As I said heavy, I thought about him. He doesn't call heavy that way, but. He's <laughs> going to village. Grow! The Bible says, and. Jesus grew. He grew <laughs> in wisdom, in stature, in favor with God and with men. It's not enough to have favor, grow in favor. If you have favor with me, that's not the height of favor you can have with me. If you have favor with God, that's not the height of favor you can experience in God. He says when you have favor, don't despise it, grow in it. Because whatever you don't grow in, you'll begin to die in. It will not mean so much to you. Man was wired for improvement, for growth, for transmission. That's why you notice something when you've done the same thing over and over, the same way over and over. Don't you get bored? Some of your customers are bored of you because you are not growing. You are still using nylon bag to sell the product from two years ago. And you're saying beer with us, beer with us, beer with us, beer. They're not even sleeping with you, talk less of bearing with you. In other words, they are not intimate sleeping. I mean, they are not intimate with your system. So they cannot be, they cannot reproduce with you. Move it from wrapping sheets or nylon bag. Print those bags. They are not that expensive. But the old thinking is, hey, it's expensive. How can my name be on a, on a product? Why? Whose name should be on it? Huh? What is it? Mercedes-Benz is somebody's name. Honda is somebody's name. Biro, which we call Biro, is somebody's name. I prophesy this year, somebody will live to see their own products and their packages and solutions in different places. That amen does not sound like it's alive. That amen sounds like you need some encouragement. Somebody shout, I'm living. Grow, 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 grow. Look at what the Bible says. It says, the sower went to sow seeds, some fell among stones by the wayside and on shallow ground, but some fell on good ground and they brought forth some 30, some 60, and some a hundredfold. So God is a God of growth. 30, 60, 100 fold. 30, 60, 100 fold. Now, if you understand progression, you know that 30, 60, the next thing should be 90 in that sequence. But a saying that if you have 30 and you have 60, once you've mastered a level of growth, the next level will be exponential. It's not going to be 90. Because you've already built the momentum and the mastery of a multiplying in that order. Oh my God. Who are those I'm talking to? This is the mystery where in one year you made 500,000. The following year you made 1 million. But this year you're going to make 10 million. Because you've mastered the momentum and the moves of the elementary level of growth. This is the reason it always happens when a ministry explodes or a business explodes or a personal brand explodes. People like, ah, he came out of nowhere. It's nowhere to you, but it's been somewhere where you didn't see. Nobody explodes without a spark in the secret place. 
before the bomb, you say it's a bomb, there's blast. Before there is a bomb blast, that bomb was put together somewhere. This year, somebody's about to explode. Why is your amen sound like it does not have life? Your, your amen has to grow. This year, you are moving from 30 to 60, from 60, not to 90, but to 100. And it's not just 100%. 100% means you double it. A hundredfold is a hundred times a hundred. 10,000% grew. Next thing, excrete. That is the art of Mosaism. <laughs> so we don't know what it means to Mosaism. To shake your leg. <laughs> Just like... It reminds a very funny. It means to let go of waste or unnecessary product. Waste, unnecessary product, a product they cannot digest. Many believers are stuck in a place where they always ingest that they have nutrition, but they don't excrete. In other words, they try to consume everything. And when you try to consume everything, you start getting consumed. Some of you, it's as simple as going to your wardrobe this afternoon and looking for the products that you can no longer digest. In other words, they are still good, but you haven't worn them in six months, nine months, 12 months. They have no value to you apart from ego value. They just add to your wardrobe count. Oh, I have 26 blazers, yet you're not a trailblazer. Can't even touch any of the seven points. <laughs> I touched that second step. Excrete. Not every blessing that comes into your life is entirely yours. I taught you that last uh, on Friday. Take a portion out of it. Some of you don't see anybody in your harvest. Me, myself, and I. By the way, how many of you know that company and a company are connected? That's the difference between a one-man business and a company. A one-man business is just about him. You know, about his blazer. It's about his shoes. It's about his bling. It's about his cross. It's about his wrist uh, bracelets. It's about his beer beer. <laughs> it's about him. Listen, if you're running a one-man show, it's one of two things. Either you're not at capacity because God never blesses you just for you. Every blessing from God has an overflow quotient, whether it's activated or not. But go and look at every miracle that Jesus did. He filled Peter's boat until the nets were breaking and they had to call for what? Help or support or in business terms. Partnership or collaboration or integration is a C word or company. You need a company because you have things that accompany you. So, it does not mean you go and start a business. But it means if you're an entrepreneur or you're a salary earner, think whose jump form is inside this month's salary. Whose air time is inside this salary. Whose, I can't pay for the house rent, but I can pay for a bucket of paint for the front door. You know, many cars are going to be bought this year. When, when those cars are bought, the response should not be envy. The response should just bring like 2K or 5K or something. If one do what I tend to do many times, let me just a uh, secret. But what I tell, tend to do, man, if someone buys a car in my presence or tells me about the car, 
many times I want to be the, the first to feel the, the gas, the tank with fuel. Once you start thinking like this, you start operating from a place of life, not a place of struggle. Because in struggle, you only see your blood. Say, how can I give you? See my blood. It was my blood. That's the problem. Do you know, do you know what it cost me? It's okay. You, you need to have a healthy appreciation of value. But if that's where you're living, you're, you're in struggle. But when you know that even the money I have, that everybody's asking me for, is because of the blood of Jesus. What a blessing it is for people to think I have the money they're asking me for when in fact I don't have it. That means God, you are covering me with millionaire glow. Do you get it? Of course, I've taught you portions, so please, for some of you, that portion message, that part, that's the game changer for your life. But guess what? If the case is not that he's not a person that capacity, but it's a person that capacity, so he has a lot, he has a lot, he has a lot, he has a lot. So he's producing so many things, so many things. Do you know those things are gonna go to waste if he's the only one harvesting? You know that. So the company is not just for production, it's for reproduction. It's for preservation of what has been produced. So for some of us now, we're in a place where you know you need to employ two or three more people. Or four or five more people. Because you're still operating that thing that you're doing as if it's something to feed my family. The Bible did not say, in you shall your family be blessed. It says, in you shall the families of the earth. So you have to choose, are you Abraham or Ibrahimo? Ibrahimo has a kiosk with bread and tea, Mishai, for him and his family. <laughs> Ibro, what's up now? Two noodles, one egg. <laughs> Plenty of pepper. <laughs> Press them. shall the families of the earth so what happens with God as you are producing and producing and producing you go like I need some help come 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 I need some help because the blessing is overflowing overflowing now it becomes a mutually beneficial agreement he's not coming to exploit he's coming to export is coming to add greater value that, than he can add by himself by exporting the value to other people. Whether it's in marketing or graphics design or sales or admin or whatever it is in. He's covering the ground that he cannot cover. And guess what happens? One shall put a thousand to flight. Two will put ten thousand. Excretion means that some of the opportunities that come your way are not for you. Because for some of us, we're so exploitative. We will see that baby inside the blood. And instead of saying, leave, say, how can I use this baby? Can I use it? For some of you, it's part of your Adamic disposition. You are a leverager. You like to leverage everything and everyone. So you will come across if you want to add value. But you, you're already plotting graph. Ah, if I can do this for this person in three weeks. That's, it's not, it's not of God. And for some of you, your struggle is not sin. When I say sin, it's not the physical manifestations like, you know, fornication and cheating and stealing. It's this leveraging thing. You don't participate in anything that you can't see how it will benefit you. So you communicate a certain way, look a certain way for the sake of exploitative, strategic exploitation. That's not the way to live. 
the way to live is the way of death except a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies it abides alone but when it dies what's going to happen what's going to happen reproduction this year in the second season I'm going to talk, touch on the seven points because I want to close I mean it's first Sunday of the year let's not start closing lit it's okay to clap let's raise our hands to heaven and say Lord I will reproduce this year I will, I will really leave this year I don't want to struggle this year you know Vivian one of the major things and I want many people to get into this realm this takes Vivian listen do you know that if you want to see the power of God the life of God you will put yourself last I've done it many, many, many times. It becomes, it's become habitual. I hardly engage anybody in business or service without being very, very clear that I'm willing to be cheated in that relationship. And that if things go bad, I will do that person good. Hardly. And, and do people cheat me? Yes, now. But you know, some people think I'm out there. But I'm Or that means fool, but I don't know that I have a hunter. <laughs> Even though I'm not poker, poker hunter. But, but listen, this is the point. When you do that, that is meekness. The Bible says the meek will inherit the earth. Don't be quick to sort out yourself, especially when there's contention. Let people win. Sort them out. Let people be fine. God will sort you out. Paul says, suffer yourself to be cheated. Can you raise your hands up to heaven and say this? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to struggle. I'm going to leave. I make a decision. In the second sentence, I'll show you that there's a part of your life. There are part of things in the spirit you can change. God gave you that leeway in the spirit. You can change certain things that may look like they're unchangeable. Please make it loud. 30 seconds, I leave. I'm not struggling this year. No, 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 no. I'll chill, I'll relax in God. And from the premise of relaxation in God, I will be diligent. I will be effective. I will be impactful. I will put others first. I will put others first. Oh, when I said license to be cheated, it doesn't mean you don't have a fight. Oh, I'm a fighter. Some of you are very close to me. You know, there are things I fight over. But things I fight over are not for my gratification. Things I fight over are core values, their kingdom values, their future, their family, their kings. People try and mess up with you guys. I fight. Trying to mess with the kingdom, I fight. Trying to mess with my family, I fight. I'm talking about whether it's money or car opportunity or promotion or fame. I tell all this nonsense things, things that are nonsense without Christ they can be good in Christ I'm saying all the things that people of the world run after they are too small for what Jesus died for that's not what to fight for if Jesus didn't die for it, why do you fight for it? Father, we dedicate ourselves to you this year afresh, we live in view of eternity we are yielded completely and entirely to you, God. Thank you, Jesus. The spirit of grace is multiplied over this house, empowering us to move beyond the pool and the trappings of the flesh, elevating our consciousness to the realm of decisive alignment with that which you have ordained for us. And now, God, we ask for everyone who has not received the life of Jesus, they convict them even in this moment and grant them the sweet inspiration to be drawn not only to the cross but to the Christ who died on it that it might draw all men to himself Father we glorify you this year indeed will be our best year yet not because we live to self but because we die to self because we live in you and for you in Jesus name we've prayed
Let's glorify God. Let's glorify God. Glory to God. Generation is rising on an emerging generation of kings. To join this growing community of kings, visit www.kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566. One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.